Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday. Cruising. Well, no. Yeah. It is Friday. Friday, Yeah, it's Friday. Friday. They all kind of run together after a while, don't they? I get confused. (laughs) I I just know that this is the weekend for the impending government shutdown. But you'll see nothing about it. You'll hear... Oh, those dang Republicans, you know. I yep. mean, they, Democrat, the one thing I've noticed with the Democratic, you know, the, the Congress fighting and the show that they put on on the floor, uh, you know, yesterday, it, that was a rehearsed show. That was a stage show. Little song, little dance, you know, and the Republicans. Are you talking about uh, when, the, when they had the uh, witnesses in front of uh, Congress? Yeah, uh, even even the Republicans' own witness says there's no evidence. Did I'm you like, find oh. it interesting? Did you ha- did you see any of it, Bill? I know we, you probably yeah, heard a some. Bit. A little, yeah. Did you notice that when the Democrats spoke, every one of them had a little uh, clock uh, on there, right in front of them, and it said "Republican shutdown starts," and then it had a digital countdown clock, mm-hmm. and it was the size of maybe a legal pad, but it was up so that every time you went to a shot of uh, one of the Democrats, you saw that clock in the shot. And I thought, boy, that's that's the difference between the Republican and the Democrats. The Democrats mm-hmm. prepare for everything. I mean, it, you know that those clocks weren't just thrown together at the last minute. Somebody had to say, look, this is an opportunity. There are going to be millions of people watching. Let's stick a countdown clock in front of every one of the they're uh, representatives. Marketing, they're marketing their agenda. Yeah. And they're even marketing the fact they're saying, oh, there's no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. I've seen pictures of mm-hmm. the emails and the bank statements. There's evidence. They're saying, and the guy's going, there's uh, whatever it is, uh, 75,000 pages printed front and back of the bank statements. And there's not a dang thing in here. The hell there's not. But you're blind to it on well, purpose. Well, you know, you, you, know, you have people like... Um, Ayanna Presley, who's a representative from Massachusetts. Oh, jeez. And she's, I don't know if you've ever seen her. She has no hair. Right, uh, yeah. And I think there's a term for it. I can't remember what the exact Allocation. term is. Thank you. But uh, so it's not something she's done by choice. But she's a, an attractive woman. But uh, yeah, she is. Yep. But she has no hair. Uh, and so what? But she also has no sense. Well, she's, that's she's a, too. Sc- went with the hair. She's a screaming She's a screaming leftist. And uh, last night, or I guess yesterday afternoon, she was on with uh, Jake Tapper. Now, if you remember Jake Tapper, every time he had a chance to either interview President Trump or one of his surrogates, he was aggressive. Uh, he took mm-hmm. no prisoners. He was, at some times, he was even rude. Now, when he's talking to I- Ayanna Presley, I want you to listen to how uh, he talks with her. He gives her deference. Although he does persist, I want you to listen and listen to what she says. It's amazing. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure and we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and we have to fix a broken system. Wait, and we also sec- you think it is secure? You think the border is secure or it is not secure? I believe that we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and there needs to be federal investment to support those migrant families and i work with a number of those community-based organizations on the ground and they need more support they need more federal support this is a humanitarian crisis and it's the consequence of a number of long-standing uh broken policies uh that um 
you know, are very consequential for asylum seekers, uh, TPS holders, and DACA recipients uh, writ large. But that is a conversation for another day. Sure, I, I don't, I don't disagree with with you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all. But just to get some clarity on this, and and sure, that's a conversation for another day. But are, do you think that the border is secure? I just, is that what you said? Yes, the border is secure. And we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis that has been created by a broken system. And in the meantime, uh, we need federal investment to support uh, my constituents and those who call the MA7 home writ large, which is why we need to prevent a government shutdown. Um, I want to center the humanity, uh, the dignity, the safety, and the needs of everyone, which is why we should not have a government shutdown. It will be deeply consequential. It will create a dire situation for families, um, many that are already struggling. But if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure? Jake, this is not a new crisis. Um, it does require uh, more political will and, uh, and commitment. Uh, it is a humanitarian crisis. We should treat it as such. And again, representing one of the most uh, diverse uh, constituencies in the country. And in fact, I chair the House Haiti Caucus. I represent the third largest Haitian diaspora uh, in the country. And what I see on the ground is uh, community-based organizations uh, and municipalities who, who need federal support. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, except for the idea that the border is secure. I mean, if you have people crossing the border, it's just by definition not secure. If you have people coming to the United States, in fact, I mean, one of the arguments being made, and I think it's an argument worth considering, is that because our border is so porous, millions of people make this very unsafe journey. Millions of people give money to people who prey on them, coyotes, and take them on these journeys to cross into the United States, preying on them, vulnerable people, and that's because the border is not secure. Because it is not secure, they go on this journey, and one of the arguments that is made, and maybe you disagree with it, is that the border should be secure so as to discourage people from making this journey. Um, so that if people want to try to come to the United States, and declare asylum and seek asylum, they go through the proper corridors uh, and not just try to cross illegally. I, but it just seems like just such a, a refusal to acknowledge reality just to say that the border is secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border illegally every year. Jake, and, and that is a consequence of a number of things. Um, we have uh, climate refugees, people that have been disabled in, in regions that are destabilized um, by extreme weather events. Sure. We have people that are violence and corruption. Yep. Uh, and so we just have to acknowledge why someone would leave um, their native uh, country and their family and risk so much. It is 100%. because they are in an yeah. asylum is a human right and so we must do better and more by tps holders by daca recipients and asylum seekers and we must do more and better by those who already call this country home who stand to really struggle if there is a republican government shutdown that could have been avoided if the republicans knew how to govern but instead 
Um, they uh, lead from a place of content, callousness, and cluelessness, and they continue to play to the most extreme parts of their base, political gamesmanship, playing with people's lives. And I'm not here for it. And that is also why, given how many people are struggling, I'm calling on the and to not resume a student loan payments October 1st if we are in a government shutdown. Okay. It sounds like in there you acknowledge that there are millions of people crossing the border illegally, which would mean that the border is not secure. But, um, I, I mean, I don't disagree with any of the points you made about these people are trying to seek better lives and they're escaping all sorts of horrible things. But would you grant me the point that the border is not secure? No Jake, that is a conversation for another day. Oh, amazing. You know, Tapper is bending over like a pretzel. He's twisting. He's trying desperately to uh, be polite to her, to kind of agree with her. But also, he knows, because he's not stupid, that the border is not secure. But see, somebody told her to say the border is secure. Just keep saying the border is secure. Don't look to the border. Don't talk about the border. Just And for a reporter to go one step beyond her answer, she's lost. She's lost. Like she said, uh, he said, do you think the border is secure? And she says, the border is secure. And then he says, do you really think the border is secure? Look around. Don't you see those people coming across the, the border? You think it's secure? Now she's Now she's in water. That is uncharted. She doesn't know what to do next. So she starts talking about everything else but, you know, these people are just politicians. It's the party line. They tow the party line. They're, anybody who has eyes and a brain, all they have to do is look at pictures of the border and they know that it's an invasion. You know, um, as a matter of fact, Bill, Elon Musk was down, uh, did you hear about this? He was down on the border, and he was live streaming. He had a, he had a camera, and he, he had it in his hand. He, he was taking the pictures. Yeah. And uh, let, me, let me just play a little bit of Elon down at the border, and, right. and uh, it'll give you an idea of what he was doing. Yeah, this is real-time, unfiltered, no, there's no preconditions, no nothing. This is what you see is what I see. So, you know, it could be like a little bit, you know, uh, herky-jerky at times because this this is not like uh, you know a piece that's being filmed and then subsequently edited and whatnot this is you know live this is the raw feed you're seeing right here so um, all right with that oh and I should I, actually let me preface this by also saying that um, I am uh, you know as, as an immigrant to the United States I'm extremely pro-immigrant um, and I believe that uh, we need a greatly expanded uh, legal immigration system uh, and that we should uh, let anyone in the country who is hardworking and honest and uh, will be a contributor to the United States, uh, we should have expedited legal approval for anyone who, who sort of falls in that category. Um, but then by the same token, we, we should also not be allowing uh, people in the country if they're, if they're breaking the law. That doesn't make sense. The law is there for a reason. Um, so, you know, I think we want to, I think we want to do both things. Uh, ex smooth out legal immigration and, and then uh, uh, start, stop the, you know, a, a, sort of a flow, a flow of people that is uh, of such magnitude that is actually we're leading to a collapse of social services uh, where uh, even uh, America's largest city, New York, is buckling under the pressure of 
uh, just how many um, illegal immigrants are, are going to New York. If, if New York can't handle it, well, pretty much uh, no part of the country can. So, uh, if, if we don't do something soon, um, we're just going to have, uh, like I said, a, a, a collapse in, in social services, as we're already seeing uh, in uh, New York. Spoken by a legal immigrant. That's right, a legal mm-hmm. immigrant. He came here the right way, did all the right things, and uh, he was down there, and he he just let the camera do the talking. People coming you across, know, you know. Most, well, not most, anybody that's come here the legal way would say exactly what he said, you know. The, the doors are open in the United States if you go through the process. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody gets in because... You know, we're we're vetting who does come in, but for the most part, you want to come into this country, you can, but do it legally and, uh, you know, adopt to our culture and our way of life. Don't come in here to change it. You know, this is like bodybuilding. Are you going to bodybuild for strength or are we bodybuilding just to be fat and we're just pouring people in and there is no rhyme or reason? That's a very unhealthy thing to do on a diet, uh, you know, and... We what we're doing is very unhealthy with the border is not secure. It hasn't been secure under Joe Biden. And now I understand, uh, you know, uh, Kevin today is going to introduce a bill where we put a freeze on the border. And I guess they get six billion dollars or something like that for the Ukraine, which I don't like. But, you know, putting a freeze on the border. But, you know, I wouldn't trust Joe because Joe might sit there and go, yeah, let's do that. And uh, of course, he doesn't get to do it. But Congress does it and, you know, it gets approved and then boom, you know, the government doesn't shut down. Joe has the power of the pen and he loves to overturn things and he would do it. You can't trust that old fart. There's, it's a last minute effort on the part of McCarthy from what I understand. Uh, he's going to present uh, a proposal into Congress that says, like you said, uh, uh, put a one year moratorium, close the border for one year. No one, under any circumstance, allowed into the country. It'll give us a year to sort out what we have here. Uh, also, it, 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 I guess, approves, and I think the figure was $6 billion in aid to the Ukraine, another huge check to the Ukraine. Now, I, I listened to a talk show host this morning who said, uh, personally, he wouldn't accept the deal. Uh, and and well, I understand what he was saying. He, uh, he said, I would hold the line. Uh, the six billion dollars, I wouldn't give one more penny to that to that war in the Ukraine, and I understand well, how we, he feels. We shouldn't, and I know who you're talking about, but uh, we shouldn't give another dime. I agree with that, and as a matter of fact, I, we shouldn't even be aligned with the Ukraine, considering <laughs> its its puppet leader, uh, their, his values and their values. Mm-hmm. Uh, today do not reflect the values of the United States, or at least the United States that I understand of what this country is all about and have all my life. But you know what? The Democrats are touting, you know, like, oh, those silly, wacky Republicans, they got no proof. They're way out in left field. Explain to me this, you know, why are your Democratic numbers dropping? And yes, they are dropping. Democrats are leaving the party, and that is an alarm for them. They won't tell you that, but they're leaving the party in droves. Doesn't mean they're all going to Republicans, but they're becoming independents or Republicans, but they're leaving that party because they're fed up with the BS. Yeah. Well, um, 
it will be interesting to see what happens. I think the deadline is tomorrow, the 30th, and yeah. I guess it'll be like midnight tomorrow night. And after that, uh, if there's no agreement, they will tell you that the uh, the government is shut down. But it isn't totally shut down, friends. They, no. they know The Democrats, you'll hear them wringing their hands and uh, just screaming from the highest rooftop that the the Republicans, those nasty Republicans, have shut everything down. That's not the case. From what I understand, you know, you'll be getting your Social Security checks. And the checks cer- go out no matter what. Certain prioritized uh, jobs will be funded. And the military will be funded. Uh, but people like... Uh, uh, secretaries and the Homeland Security, they'll have the time off, you know, they'll, but understand something historically when the government is shut down, uh, and people aren't getting their checks, uh, what happens is when the whole thing, let's say it goes three weeks, three weeks, they, they come to it, back. they get it all, they get all the back pay. They get every dime that they missed every check that they didn't get, they get. So, yeah. uh, and a lot of banks, by the way, will turn to government employees and say, okay, the, the government is shut down. Okay, we'll essentially give you a line of credit until, you know, you get oh. you go back. And, because it's a guaranteed payback. Yeah, it's a guaranteed job because if they, if they can't pay it back as their job goes away, well, they got a bigger problem than that. That means the government is done. And that ain't going to happen. I got a daughter in the government, and she works in a pretty highfalutin you know, uh, branch and Mm -hmm. she's going to do that. She gets a salary shut down and it's a branch that you wouldn't believe that they will get for the most part furloughed. Yeah. But you know, the thing is they have to have consequences there. You know, they have to, if you're going to be serious about running a government, what the Democrats want you to do is have an omnibus, omnibus bill, meaning you take one bill you throw everything into that bill, all of the goodies, all of the things you want. It's and a port th- train. Yeah, and then you pass that one bill, and it covers the entire budget. What the de- what the Republicans are saying? No, no, we want to break everything down, so we vote item on- by item. Yeah, item by item, and, and in all honesty, friends, that's the best thing for our country. I mean, every single thing should be looked at. Maybe we can agree on funding the border, but maybe we don't agree on the Ukraine war. You've been, you know, if you were born in the 70s, you've heard all your life coming up, we got to do away with these pork bills. You know, a good bill comes along and then uh, politicians stuff it with all their little promises Mm -hmm. for their constituents in their state. And, you know, whether it's a Congress or a congressman or a senator, the simple fact is we don't need that pork. We're paying for crap that, you know, line somebody's pocket. How do you think these guys get rich? Forget about it. Line by line, item by item. Let's go through it. It might be a little bit tedious, but once it's done, you know, you're going to come out fit and healthy and happy with the results. Well, that makes makes too much sense. You know, it, it makes far too much sense. Item by item, look at everything individually. Um, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting weekend, friends. Interesting weekend. We'll we'll see how it plays oh, out. Oh, it, it, it's going to hit the fan. You know the, the the negative news stories. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna put fans out so they can sling crap. Watch what out, happens, you know? Bill. Watch what happens if uh, there's a shutdown. 
all the all of the guests on uh, Meet the Press and Face the Nation and this week, all those guests will be, you mark my word, they'll be like Chuck Schumer. It'll be people who are uh, from the left, and they'll be criticizing those nasty Republicans who are shutting the government down for no good reason. I mean, this this is amazing. This This is, you know, they say it hasn't happened in years. Well, maybe it should have. Maybe it should have. Maybe the fact that you're running maybe the country. Maybe it's about time. Yeah, maybe you're running the country into the uh, ground. Uh, maybe somebody's got to put the brakes on. Has Pelosi ever threatened any kind of shutdown against the Republicans? I do not remember, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't give you a definitive answer on that, but it wouldn't surprise me. She's threatened Republicans with just about everything else. So Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, so they're saying, oh, these Republicans are unruly. It's, you, you can look at their faces. And if you look at the Democrat Congress and the Democrat Senate, the senators, they loathe the the today's right and they loathe us they they don't like us so just keep that in mind they don't care they're going to do anything they can to get their way and try to appease us don't listen to them loathe them back when i was a kid uh the democrats in congress and the republicans in congress would have debates on the floor about policy and things like that but You'd find out that many times they were the best of friends out of the uh, the chambers. They would go mm. to lunch together. They would uh, have family gatherings together. They would be friends because they could be friends. But in all honesty, right now, I truly believe there is such a, a gap between what the left is and what the right is that they carry it with them wherever they go. There is no right. friendship, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, when you when you hear the left is about as woke as woke can be without calling him communist. It's, I mean, it is that bad right now. The left, the Democrats, uh, the things that they stand for, the things that they vote on and are behind are so against what the people on the right believe in that there is no common ground. They can't have... Uh, uh, you know, get-togethers and, and, and be friends because it is that no. deep. Uh, but anyway... Comicrats. Yeah, Comicrats, exactly. I like it, Bill. We should we should uh, register that name. Um, you know, we were talking about the border and yeah. uh, the mayor of El Cayon. I guess it's pronounced El Cayon, California. El Cayon. It's uh, near uh, San, San Diego. His name is yes. Bill, Bill Wells. He was talking about how they're dumping busloads of illegals in downtown San Diego and just letting them go on their merry way. Listen. How important is the media when it when it comes to crises like this? Well, you know, I'm glad that the, that some of the left-wing media is starting to acknowledge the fact that this is a crisis. And I think the reason they're doing that is we have a blue state or blue cities that are complaining now that they're at the breaking point. And what worries me is, as the mayor of a city in El Cajon, I'm being told by the Border Patrol agents that the cartels are shifting the people from El Paso and from Arizona into California for reasons of their own. And we're going to see, start seeing more and more. We've already seen 
6,000 people come over in the last few days, and we're told to expect up to 2,000 a day dropped on the streets of San Diego with no place to go. So it, it's great that the media is finally acknowledging it, but the crisis is still massive and needs to be dealt with. Bill Wells, the uh, the mayor yeah. of El Cayon, California, I guess. The thing about this, Bill, is that um, there's no end in sight. They're talking about, what was it, 11,000 in one day through Eagle Pass? And what they're not yeah, telling— and that's just Eagle Pass. That's not everywhere. That's and there right. are places along the border, down in San Diego. But what they're not telling fact. you, Bill, is they're not telling you that they're mostly young men of military age alone. Yeah. They're not with families. So what are we what are we importing into our country? What are we importing the into military. our country? Is anybody asking this question in government? What rioters, yeah. thugs, and military. Yeah, there there's a big plan here. And what it is, I don't know, but I bet you Joe knows. I bet you Hillary knows. I bet you a lot of these Democrats that are out there are I, I would hope that they know what it is, because if they don't, then you're you're stupider than you sound and look. Yeah. You know, uh, there there's something afoot here. Now, I'm not against uh, immigration, but proper immigration. Yeah. I mean, you got Hey, listen, to, we're know, we're we're mostly most everybody in this country is related to somebody who came here by boat. You know, some by airplane, but mostly by boat. My my ancestors came across from Ireland and places like that. You know, is it uh, one in six people are related? Pr- probably. Like I mean, you could be yeah. related to me. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, there, there <laughs> went the family tree. Jeez. <laughs> but you know, wow. the, uh, I, I guess the, I guess there is something going on that we're not being told about because it doesn't make sense to the average person just looking at what's happening objectively. You know, if you just look at the border and you see that you have a long line of military-age young men walking across like an army into our country, mm. and nobody cares? Nobody asks the question, uh, how come you're here? It can't be just for a job. There's no guarantee of a job. Where are you staying? Right. Where are you going to stay tomorrow night? Do you know? I'll bet you that a lot of them have an idea where they're going to stay. I'll bet you they have contacts in this country already that give them an idea that, you know, you get into the country and you wait a few uh, hours and uh, you'll be contacted. And here's where you're going to stay for the first few nights. Uh, I believe that there's something nefarious happening and we're not privy to it, you know, and Pretty sad. It, it really and truly is. We what is it going to take for our country to wake up? Are we going to have to have an attack on uh a military base or something like that? Probably. Unbelievable. Uh, I just, what they're doing to our country in Washington, D.C. is is just, uh, it's a sin. It's a sin. Mm-hmm. They're taking a great country and they're destroying it. And you can't tell me these guys are patriotic because nothing that they've done since they got into office, including Biden, nothing that he's done has been patriotic. It has been anything but. You know, and you've heard the expression, he fiddled while Rome was burning. Uh, We have something similar to that going on right now. Tony Blinken, you know, uh, he's our Secretary of State. You'd like to think that he's spending most all of his waking hours uh, working on diplomacy, working on making our country uh, better off than when he got into office. 
But no, actually what he was doing yesterday was he was, uh, I guess, hosting a, a get-together. Uh, they were discussing how to use music in diplomacy. Honest to God, friends, you can't write this stuff. How to make music a part of diplomacy. And he grabbed his guitar and, well, he, it speaks for itself. Listen. From the, the Great Muddy Waters, and if this doesn't clear the house, I don't know what <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on yeah. and you know, on. I'm glad he can play the guitar, but who cares? Uh, you know, I would say, uh, Tony, uh, don't quit your day job, but actually, I'd be lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like Ain't you to quit your day job. Me but my mama. <laughs> hey, lately, I think she's been lying, too. That's Anthony, yeah. Anthony no. Blinken, the uh, Secretary of State of the United States of America. That's him uh, playing guitar and pl pretending to be a rock and roll star. I would imagine if you were to get him aside in a quiet place and, and get a few drinks into him, and, and you were to say, Anthony, what would you rather be? Would you rather be the Secretary of State of the United States of America, or would you rather be a rock and roll star? I'll bet you he would say, oh, I'd rather be a rock and roll star. <laughs> I yeah, mean, but you know what? You have to have talent to be a rock and roll star. You don't have to be anything. Well, be a politician. That's true. That's true. But he wasn't bad. I mean, he was playing the guitar, and it was it was working out for him. And his voice was passable. I mean, I wouldn't go out and buy the album, but uh, uh, that was. Uh, I mean, you, you never heard Hillary Clinton sing like that, did you? I mean, 
I don't think she can, you know. But look, you know, we've all had a few drinks, gone to a bar. Go, oh, that, that man is great. No. Uh, they need to get a recording contract. The next morning you wake up, you're a little bit sober, and you're going, what the hell was I thinking? I can't ever remember. You know, you know look, we, we're in a very public business. I mean, we spent years uh, performing it to, in some way or another, but I can't remember ever getting up in front of a crowd and singing. You know, I mean, I, I always kind of, there were limits to what I would do. And that was one of them. <laughs> it's like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to uh, put the crowd through that. I'm not a singer, but I, I've, I've, a few, I know a few drinks in you and you'll, no, you, 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 I got you, roped you, in. You, you I got the entire into. Louis Louis by the Kingsman. You little old no, no, but I got roped into uh, you know. That's for another story. Ago, that's that's a <laughs> yeah. whole different story, but uh, it had a happy ending. So. Uh, Nancy Mace was uh, one of the people on the panel at the impeachment hearing, mm-hmm. and uh, she, this lady, she pulls no punches. I, I one of the quotes I couldn't find it. She uh, said uh, such and such is a lot of BS, but she didn't say the abbreviation. She just said what it was on the panel. She cut to the chase. But she also said this. Listen. We already know the president took bribes from Burisma. I also want to add, betraying your country is treason. Ooh. I mean, she didn't pull any punches. I mean, it wasn't uh, fluffed up to make it a little more gentle. She said, betraying your country is treason. Period. End of sentence. I, I totally agree. Uh, totally yeah. agree. I don't know hey, what... Did you hear about... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you heard about uh, Arizona Kitty Hobbs? Oh, yeah. Was she out of office for a day or something like that? What happened? Yeah, I guess for a day, but I'm going like, what was that all about? And then a Republican got put in place who said, hey, I'm not going to come in and have an emergency session and, and throw all these things, but I hope when she gets back, you know... She's going to do the right thing and do all of these things. And I thought, well, that's smart. But, you know, the point is, why did she do that unless there – see, to me, I'm I'm thinking there's a setup going on here somewhere. There there had to be, you know. Well, you know, I mean, it could be something as simple as she had to go under uh, general anesthesia for some procedure. Yeah. But why would she – Let's say hypothetically she had what I had uh, last week. One of those uh, colonoscopy things, you know? I mean, they put you She'd under... She'd still be in there. She's a Democrat. She's... <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, don't do this to me. We still have another half hour. But, um, yeah, I mean, if she was under... Uh, I guess what I was under was like a twilight sleep. But I, I would imagine that when you get under any kind of anesthetic, anesthesia... Um, oh, yeah, if you're... If you're uh, if, yeah, you lose your mental capacity, yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's probably what happened to her. Or she's uh, booking passage to some foreign country to get out of here while the getting's just good. Just in case, you know? yeah, and just in case things come apart, she wanted to make sure she was on the boat. Do you know what, or, I, you know what I heard, Bill? What? Uh, I saw this uh, a report from Catherine Harridge on CBS. Uh, Catherine Harridge is one of the few reporters in Washington that actually takes her job seriously and tries to be... Uh, down the middle. That's what she was at when she was at Fox, and so much so that CBS hired her, and uh, she brought that with her to her job at CBS. So when she does a report, even on CBS, usually it's pretty right down the middle and and very accurate. But she did the report from Guantanamo, and you know that's in Cuba, right? And 
Mm-hmm. You hear about how we're shutting all these things down and how the administration is looking to uh, maybe shut down Guantanamo. Well, apparently, not. apparently she was there and said, well, look it, I can tell you for firsthand that there's a $15 million project underway right here in Guantanamo. They've added a new courtroom and they are adding more cells because it's a prison, you see. And I'm thinking to myself, why are they... Why are they enlarging the the prison and the court system down there if something isn't happening behind the scenes that we don't know about? Well, maybe we need to call the Bronson brothers. You, oh, yeah. You haven't heard that name in a while, have you? No. <laughs> you first thing I think of, well, you know, maybe there's going to be a big tribunal. It, yeah. could be, it could be the deep state that's being tried. It could be that the Democrats are going to round up Republicans and uh, well, I mean, you, try us all on trumped-up charges. I, 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 you know, you, that's a possibility, I guess. But in all honesty, if you look at what's happening uh, yesterday, or was it the day before yesterday, Trump said about uh, Milley, you know, Milley, res- uh, Milley resigned. You know that. Yes. He, he's done now as our head of the Joint Chief. Uh, but... Trump said he's a traitor and he should be imprisoned. He shouldn't be, you know, waved at. And this guy, and, and what Trump was pointing to was, if you'll remember, he, Milley admitted, and this is mind boggling, while he was the head of the Joint Chiefs, he contacted his counterpart in China and he said to him, Look it, don't worry about it. If, anything, you know. if anything happens, if we're going to attack anything of yours, I'll let you know. Well, wait a second. I mean, it's how is that, that? How is that different from Benedict Arnold and the British back in the Revolutionary War times? I mean, it is treason, but yet there were no consequences. What Trump was saying is, when he gets back into office, there will be consequences. So they asked. Yeah. They asked. Uh, who did they ask? They asked. Clapper, uh, they asked Clapper about uh, one of the networks. I guess it was CNN. Asked James Clapper, "What do you think about what the president said? President Trump said about what uh, he would do to Milley and how he's going to round him up and, and arrest him for you know trying for treason. And are you afraid that he might do the same thing to you?" And Clapper looked terrified on television. I'm serious. Clapper looked. I've seen him looking confident and have that, you know, smirk on his face. In this interview, he looked nervous because I think he is afraid. Something's happening, folks, behind the scenes that we don't know about. We don't know about. Well, here's what I do know. The deep state is the deep state. And, you know, then they have their minions that work for them. Clapper's a minion. And a lot of these rhinos and democrats are on both sides are minions for them who's gonna go who's gonna if if the deep state falls they're not coming to get them they're coming to get the minions the face of the deep state and those are the ones that'll pay the price the deep state will go on they'll just re, they'll that that snake will re raise its head with well with, you know when you have the money you know money is the, money you know, talks they say what money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have as much money as the deep state probably has, they can 
buy their way in and out they of most anything. They own the money. They own the money. I, you know, I, I contend they're really, think about it, you know, uh, we put a value system in place. What is the value system there for? Well, it helps, you know, people that say I'm wealthy to, to act like they're wealthy. And it also serves as a way to keep you in line. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, well, I got to support my family. I want to get a nice house. I got to sit there and do this and work for all this stuff. When in reality, who gave that stuff to them? How did they earn all of you know, I'm just saying the, the whole monetary system to me is a joke. Well, look what they're trying to do now, too. They're trying to make it so you don't have to use cash, paper, money anymore. They want you to pay, do everything digitally. And that may sound like a real convenience initially, like you never without your wallet, because if, as long as you have a card, you have cash. That may sound really convenient, but the fact of the matter is they can pull the plug on your cash at any time. Yeah. They, can cut you, they can cut you off financially at the knees whenever they want to if everything you have is in, in a digital account. They can freeze it with a keystroke. You know, and all, all of a sudden, even, even even if you think you're a man of some wealth or, or substance, they can shut you off. Have you noticed that there's a space race going on again that's not being oh, I know posted it's, about? But you've got India, you've yeah. got China, you've got the United States, you've got yeah. Russia. Surprise Canada doesn't have a rocket. Maybe they do. Elon Musk, of course, he's been in the space business. But that was before something was discovered. Now, I say that the monetary system that we have, it's all a show. It's a crap show. But with that said, you know, we've kind of built up this persona that, well, you know, you got to have this. You got to have this gold and this platinum and this nickel and all of this stuff to show your real wealth. There was an asteroid that was discovered not too long ago. Right. That is, they've already determined it is so full of gold and platinum. I've heard about that. Yeah, and, and it's a big they, asteroid. It is a big ass asteroid, and they want to go get it and mine it, and lay claim to it, and that's what the space system has got its eyes set on. Because whoever gets that asteroid wins the game. It has the wealth to control everything. Asteroids are moving. I mean, everything's moving, but asteroids are moving. My question is, uh, how long is the window of opportunity? Is this asteroid coming towards us? Is it going by us? Is it moving closer to the sun eventually? I mean, is there a, a finite period of time that they they have to to mine this asteroid? Well, know? it's probably it's probably a period of time. I would I if it were me, I would go mine it for what I could. I would find a way to mine it, and then I would find a way to redirect it away so nobody could ever get it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, but but that that. I well, I have a question for you. We don't know what's on the moon. Who's to say? Well, on, who's to just... say? Who's to say on the dark side of the moon that we don't really see much of? There aren't. Maybe the moon's full of gold for all we know. Well, there could be. I mean, but now I understand they found what was it? Uh, sulfur. They discovered sulfur there, which. If they did that, you know, we don't know what's out there. We don't even know what we have here. And, you know, I think William Shatner put it best. You know, he, he played Captain Kirk, you know, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We always look to the heavens and we look out there. And when he got his chance to go there, he realized 
you know, this isn't such a big deal after That's all. That's You know, he did say that. People don't really. Initially, he came down and they interviewed him when he got on the ground. and He, he was, was excited. He was euphoric. Oh, it was really great. But when he had and time he to had reflect, to think about it, it was yeah. like, eh, it was kind of a, a letdown. Kind there of were so many things here that you can see and do and discover and so much we need to do. And that's not getting into a left, you know, oh, well, we got to save the planet. Well, you know what? Quit putting windmills across the shore. You're bitching about the oil wells and stuff like that. Well, you know, there's probably a lot of things that we could we could do to right this thing if we were to be honest. But greed controls this world. And that's just the way it's going to be. Well, uh, do you think, Bill, that there is something possibly happening in the background that we're not aware of? I mean, sure. you hear about things that are like this this uh, prison being expanded in Guantanamo. Catherine Herridge didn't make this up. She went down there. She was literally doing the report with, with the construction happening behind her. She was outside the fence, and, and you could see it happening. So she wasn't exaggerating anything. And I thought, well... She's a smart girl, and what's going to happen is she's going to come to some conclusions, and all of a sudden she's going to be a Laura Logan. And uh, oh, I know she'll be ostracized. She'll be ostracized. uh, Yeah, she'll be doing her own thing. Kicked off the island. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they want Republicans. Oh, that's uh, that 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 reminds me. Kicked off the island. Oh, I know. You know the 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 debates. Yeah, yeah. They freaking tank. Now I was thinking the other day. Uh, before the debates happened, yeah, why are we even doing this? This is, this is shining the worst light on the Republican Party and those candidates who I don't, they're they're not worth anything anyway. It was a job interview. Well, you, well, you heard what you heard what Trump said, right? Here's what, no. here's, here's what Trump said. It's all over television. This speech, you know, we're competing with the job candidates. They're all running for a job. No, they're all job candidates. They want to be in the. Uh, they want to do anything. Secretary of something. They even say VP. I don't know. Does anybody see any VP in the group? I don't think so. No, no. We're uh, we're. That's right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know what was interesting about that was Mike Pence was on the stage, right? A former VP, yeah. and he said, "Does anybody see a VP on the stage?" No, no I don't think so. No. <laughs> he wasn't. Well, you know, Pence. And his spokesperson is saying, well, you know, Pence is very proud of the things that he and Trump did. As a matter of fact, he's the one that kept Trump in line and made sure oh. that they did all the right things. He's trying to take credit for the policy. Otherwise, Trump yeah. would have just run off the rails and run amok. Did, did he run Trump's businesses, too? Oh, He is so full of himself. You know, now I get it. You know, you're running for an office. But if I were him, I would have never... See, he he disavowed himself. He cut his own head off. You know, if I there there's word out there that uh, even though you don't see it in the news today, there was word from the liberal media that the cases against Trump are falling apart. Yeah, I heard well, now. I heard about that. Yeah, and if they do, and he's uh, they'll keep throwing stuff at him. They'll they'll keep throwing indictments because that's all they know how to do. But if they do. Um, Pence, he slit his own throat. He is a Judas. And what did Judas do in the Bible? He hung himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, Pence is uh, uh, not to be trusted. He's duplicitous. He's uh, 
he he's not uh, um, he's just not an honest guy. He, mm. but he, but he's one of these guys that puts the cloak of honesty on him and wears it like a badge. He walks around and tries to pretend that he's uh, this evangelical uh, man who uh, uh, holds the truth dearly, and, and it's a non—it's baloney. It's baloney because when push came to shove, he shivved the guy who gave him the best job of his life. He was the vice. He would never have been vice president. Mike Pence from Indiana. Are you kidding me? Somebody said that Pence was a, a decent guy, an honest guy, and would be a good vice president. And President Trump trusted whoever it was that made the recommendation. And for the most part, Pence didn't do a bad job until it mattered. When it well, mattered, he did nothing. Here's what's going to happen with Pence, because he does have, he was a journalist, he was a news guy, he's got a broadcast background, so, and yeah, his numbers were so-so, hey, he beat the Pillsbury Doughboy, but anyway, uh, with with that said, he is going to be a news correspondent and a commentator for either CBS, NBC, or ABC, or MSNBC, one of those liberal outlets He's going to be the Republican on call. Well, yeah. see, we have a conservative here. Former vice president. He, yes. Former vice president conservative, and he's the guy that kept Trump in line. Uh, tell me, Mr. Pence, what do you think about this election and the fact that uh, they say that Biden stole the last election and the mail-in votes? Well, the mail-in votes are the most – he's going to he's gonna, – you think he was twisting and turning before he's really going to turn for that dollar bill? You know, it's because- interesting, Bill. They talk about his radio career. They talk it's about him. Have you, you listen to this guy talk like he was some kind of a talk show host. Pence is boring to listen to. If he talked that way on the air, it would drive people away from the station. But he mm-hmm. has this this uh, sing-songish kind of... Uh, Better than the average uh, person kind of delivery. He tries to he talk down to people. Well, that's not true, so-and-so. And I didn't, I mean, it, it, it drives me nuts. Apparently, he did do talk radio in Indianapolis somewhere. Uh, I had never heard of Mike wow. Pence, but apparently he did. You know, uh, even a turd can get a job had, somewhere. Had you ever heard of Mike Pence? We both have had a no, career. No, no, they... You know, but, you know, I see people that make it in the industry that shouldn't make it because it's all political. I mean, if I wanted to sit there and brag, I can sit there. Yeah, I programmed a radio station that uh, put some famous newscasters in there. A lot of the uh, some of the NBC guys went through KWKH and Shreveport. Uh, Larry King went through KWKH and Shreveport. I programmed. We, not could, when Bill, they were we all there. could do that. I mean, I, I yeah, can, we I can... all can do that. So Pence is doing the same thing. It is, you know, you you get a position, uh, you applied for a job. I, I think I saw one of the best statements that somebody said, you know, I went, it was a lady that ran for a beauty pageant. She went and lost six times. And then the person that encouraged her to do it died uh, one year. And then all of a sudden she won hmm. and she started going. And her point was, you can knock on a hundred doors and have no said to you, but it's that when you give up, probably the next door is when you were going to get it. I'm not saying Mike Pence is any good, but you know, sometimes, I, like I said, I think you know, I think Mike Pence is artificial. That's what oh, bothers me the He's most. A fake. About, 
Yeah, well, that, that's what bothers me about the guy. He presents himself almost as, as a clergyman sometimes. And he's, he's the kind of guy that if you turned around, he'd cut your throat. I mean, well, just, as, of, just as President Trump, he kept saying that he didn't have the right constitutionally to send the vote back to the states. And what a lot of the experts and President Trump said was, you definitely have the right. You're not saying, yeah. you're not saying that the votes don't count. You're all, all he was asked to do was send the votes back to the states and have them recounted have them do audits on their own and then send it back to, to the Congress. You he know, knows that, and uh, but the problem was he listened to the voices around him and somebody either got through him through his head or his pocketbook yeah, that's or true. he changed it. And now he's got to live with that narrative where he goes, well, uh, you know, my Christian values, my Christian values. Son, you gave those up yeah. when you turncoated a while back because – you did have an authority to send those votes back, take a look at it. And that's the problem I have with the election. You know, everyone goes, Biden won by a landslide. Okay, let's go back and let's take a real look, a forensic look at those ballots. Oh, you don't have to see those. It was a landslide. Well, heck, yeah, what, well, what, what are the, the difference between Trump's success in Georgia was, what, 11,000 votes? 11,700. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, he was hundreds of thousands ahead, like here. I know in Pennsylvania, and then poof. You know uh, what is it? Uh, Michigan, and there's another state now. Uh, Wisconsin. They're in, uh, might be it's uh, the. They're anyway. They 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 violation of the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. They're actually yeah. uh, going through a lot of problems in Michigan. I guess I guess it's finally coming to light that some of the things they did in the 2020 election were illegal were yeah. wrong and but you know people are saying well what good is it i mean uh we're only a year away from another election you know it, it's almost like the damage has been done see and that was that's what makes me wonder you know like the democrats were challenging they were mocking the republican congress and you know and they they did their little stage show with the with the countdown clocks and everything, they, they're marketed. They're marketed well. I, I got to hand it to the Democrats. They market their lie and their BS well. Yep. But, you know, I'm sitting there going, they're going, the one senator or congressman is going, you know, you've got no evidence. You've got no, I dare you, impeach him. If you're going to impeach him, do it right now. Did you see what well, AOC said? Pound a sand? No, AOC said to the three witnesses, do you have first-hand knowledge of an impropriety for, by the president? And they said no. All three of them said no. First -hand, which would mean that a policeman couldn't arrest a suspect unless the policeman right. witnessed the murder. So Let's it, say the forget going to the, uh, the house and taking evidence and all that stuff. He had to be in the house when the murder took place. Right. If these piece of, pieces of papers were uh, mm -hmm. copies of the emails, which I've seen copies of the email. Right. But if these were copies of the email, it still doesn't constitute first-hand no. knowledge. No, that's a I'm copy. I'm looking at the, it's a copy. Yeah. And so, that you know, Democrats play that little technicality thing 
But let's let's be honest, because Democrats will also tell you that, you know, well, they'll take something that's circumstantial and present it as fact, because you can sit there. There are guys sitting on death row that were, you know, they were prosecuted and put in there behind bars because of circumstantial evidence. But you have circumstantial after circumstantial after circumstantial, and that it's a game of theatrics the whole court system. So, you know, uh, they're lying through their teeth. You know, there, simple- there's talk that something, we talked, there's something happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of. Now, what do they say? Conspiracies are, are conspiracies until they're proven to be accurate <laughs> and truthful, uh, which is truthful. But, you know, I got to play this one more piece before we wrap sure. things up today. This is going to drive you nuts. This is going to make your blood boil. Um, this is a 95-year-old Korean War veteran right. who lost his nursing home uh, apartment because they were kicking the residents out to put illegals in. Listen. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. They gave us time to get out but they never said when and they never said they will go and get us out and then one day there's a thing on the board a notice on the board you gotta be out by march 15th i think that gave us like a month and a half to find out where we're gonna go i thought my suitcases were going to be on the curb because I'm not that fast. If it wasn't for my daughter, they would have been on the curb. <laughs> but that's what did happen. And uh, that was it. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. And it, uh, Everything was done behind closed doors, yeah. and we didn't have a chance to actually make any attempt to stop them because there wasn't enough time. That's uh, a Korean War veteran, a guy who literally put his derriere on the line uh, yeah. uh, under fire, and what they're doing to him now is they're kicking him out of his apartment to stick illegals in. You know why, Bill? Probably because... Whoever owns the building is going to make a lot more money from the federal government. Oh, it's a guaranteed check. I mean, yeah. that's like Section 8, you know. So, and a lot of people that, uh, you know, that have investment properties, they go, oh, I don't want to go to Section 8. You never know what you're going to get in there. You're going to get a guaranteed check is what you're going to get from the government. It may not be what you want, but it's consistent all the time. And actually, I think Section 618, if I, you know, they might say, what do you want for that, 2000 bucks? Uh, I think Section 8 works to where they give you the money that you want and that the person coming in gives what they can afford and the taxpayer is making up that difference. So you're, say, you're saying if they want $2,000, they'll give them $2,000 for the apartment, and then they can turn to the resident and say, uh, what, what you can you pay? You qualify for whatever you can pay, yeah. and that's it. Now, these illegal... Uh, these immigrants, these aliens or whatnot, they can't pay a damn dime. Well, you know, that's it. That That's why you see a lot of these project homes cropping up. You know, some of these people are getting away paying 50 bucks a month. But, you know, the landlord's making the money. Do you think he cares about the condition of the building? You know, Hell what, we're no. paying, you know what we're paying the illegals? $2,500 a month. 
We, they get paid more money than people who are on Social Security, U.S. citizens. Well, U.S. Now, citizens that, make X amount of dollars, and the illegals make more than they do. Well, either they get a portion, you know, the government will take a portion of that back, or they'll sit there and say that money, like a lot of uh, in a lot of states, Social Security doesn't count. So, in other words, that's you don't pay taxes on it. Uh-huh. Well, it could be the same thing there. I don't know. Interesting thing. Are we one step away? Because I know we got to wrap up, but are we one step away in the Ukraine of sending military advisors? I know, uh, uh, you know, Kennedy thinks so. I think so too. I think we've I think been they're one already step there. Away. Military well, they advisors. Well, could be. Then, 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 then it's Vietnam. Oh, it is, Bill. We know we we probably have them there as instructors teaching them how to run the tanks that we're giving them, the Abrams tanks. We probably have them as flight instructors, probably who are oh. going to tell them how to fly uh, an F-16. Oh, I know. I, I, I got to make a phone call. when I, I know who I can call and find out firsthand. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have contacts, huh? Yeah. Hey, if you want to uh, contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Then there's mail at itsanotherday.com. We also got mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. And also, we've got a jackass that's tied up where the by the, well, you know, where you tie up the horses. And uh, I'll send it out to the nearest post stop, and maybe you can put it in saddlebag we have a, in that. We have a jackass? <laughs> I think we were talking about a politician. What are you, what are you talking? Well, we got a lot of those. They're all in D.C. <laughs> yes. You know? Oh, my gosh. Hey, listen, um, we're done. Have a great remainder of your Friday. Thank you so much for making us a part of your life. I know that, uh, you know, it takes uh, you, have to, you have to find us and you have to, you know, make sure you can play it and you have to. You have to fit us into your life, and we appreciate that, okay? We, we really do. Uh, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our weekend update. If you uh, have any suggestions, uh, give us a call. You know the number, and uh, we'll you can just leave it on a voicemail. And uh, if it's a good suggestion, we'll use it. If you have a question that you think that we think the whole uh, audience should hear, you might even hear your voice on, the, on your radio. You never can tell. Wow. Wow. Anyway, my friend, uh, it's that time. Uh, have you have you warmed up your vocal cords? Are you ready me, for me, that? Me, 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 me. This, of course, by many is considered to be the high point of our show. Without yeah. any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, one Mr. Bill Knight. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>